All right, you guys. Hey, listen, uh, it, you guys look good, by the way. Like, I love seeing the cars. One of my favorite things to do is after you guys leave is to go down there and uh, wave to you guys and say hello. And you guys, I'll tell you, it's one of those things where you never know, like, what a gift it is to sort of know people until you sort of go without people. You know what I mean? For a little bit. And then all of a sudden you start seeing familiar faces. Then you start seeing new people and the new people are like, man, we've known each other for years. And so I love that. I love that about you guys. And so if you are watching online, we, we do want to say thanks for watching online. We would love to have you on campus. Our parking lot's full of cars. They've got cars that looks like they're from the 19, what, 50s, something like that. I love that. It looks good. It looks good. We got our monster trucks. That's what I call them over here on the side. So if you are online, you need to come check this out. It's really good. It's really cool. It's really awesome. So my name is Chase. Like I've mentioned, I am one of the pastors here. And uh, today... They uh, asked if I would give the word, and I, I'm just honored that I get to share this time with you. We're going to get you in and out as quick as possible, but we also want you to be encouraged today. We want you to feel loved today, and uh, we're excited about what God's going to do um, here at Marathon today. So here's the deal. Uh, we use the word love, and we use the word hate so casually uh, in our life, don't we? Uh, like I just said, loved probably like two or three times, something like that. Or I, I, I always say, man, I hate that about something, something, you know, or I, man, I love, or, you know, I'm in the student ministry a lot. You know, you got a lot of teenagers. I love you, boyfriend. I love you, girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about? And then we also have some adults that are living that life, you know, single and ready to mingle. And they use the love word maybe a little too early. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Honk your horns if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Okay. All right. I don't know if that's like past mistakes or if that's something that you're disagreeing with me. I don't know. But here's the deal. We use the word love and hate a little loosely sometimes. And I'm guilty of that myself. And so, but here's the thing. Hate for us sometimes comes naturally. And I wonder why that is. Sometimes when we, not just the word hate, but like there's a posture of our heart that's a little bitter. That's a posture of our heart is a little bit of like, there's a lot of hatred involved in that. And sometimes that comes a little more naturally than we would like to admit sometimes. Why is that? Even though that comes naturally, love is a big deal to us. As humankind, as, as human people, love is a big deal to us. So why is that? Why, if love is such a big deal, then why is hating, specifically hating people's ideas or hating people's opinions, why is that such a natural part to, to us? We're in a series called For the One, For the One, and I think it's a great collection of talks that uh, our pastors have come together and, and sort of given to our church, but not just our church, but our community. Because I know for me, it's changed sort of the way that I look at my neighbors. It changes the way that I look at people in Walmart, right? It, it makes it a little bit different when I start thinking about some of the things that our pastors have been saying over the past few weeks. It sort of changes my mind a little bit. And so uh, over the past few weeks, you've heard us mention um, what it means to be for the one. And Jesus set that example uh, to be for the one pretty plain. He showed us in Matthew 20, verses 25 through 28, what that looks like. If you have your app, you will see at the bottom all my notes there. You will also, if you have version, I would love for you to, to go ahead and get that your Bible app out. Or if maybe you have a, a physical uh, Bible with you, go ahead and turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 20, 
verses 25 through 28, it truly means, well, it shows us what it means to be for the one. I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit for the time's sake. Matthew reads this, Jesus got them, and who is them? It was the disciples at the time, got them together to settle things down. He said, that is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served. And then he gives, he gives his life away in exchange for many who were held hostage. So what does it mean to be for the one in your home, uh, in your work, maybe for some kids in the, in the car or your students? What does it mean to be for the one when you're e-learning and you got everybody out there or you're on a Zoom call or a WebEx call? What does that look like? What does it mean to be for the one? How are we doing with that verse? How are we doing uh, serving others versus being served? Serving others versus being served. How are we doing it? Take a temperature of your household. Brian, he started off the series, our pastor Brian, uh, one of the pastors here, Brian said this. He said, when you look back after this crisis, will you say that it was time well spent? Will you say it was time well spent? I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about that whole thing of, is that going to be time well spent in our household? We started looking at it as a, as a, as a house the, uh, yesterday, yesterday evening. We were, we were looking at what does it mean to have a, a time well spent in this quarantine? Well, if you can imagine with three kids, one of them being a year at the end of this month, a year old, and then 12 and eight, and nine, 12 and eight, and you can imagine what that conversation was like. Okay, it was a lot of like jokes, right? It was a lot of that kind of stuff. But when I asked, what, what, it was, was it time well spent? It turned into what we were thankful for. It turned into what we were thankful for. Let me ask you this. Is it going to be time well spent that you've had with your family, with your friends, or whoever that you're living with? Is it going to be time well spent, or is anything changed for you? If nothing's changed for you, then you might want to take a temperature check on your surroundings, your heart, where you're at. This should be some sort of a wake-up call for you to change something about yourself. Today, with the short time that we have together, I want us to establish another way that we can be for the one. And hopefully that you're not in your cars, no matter where you are, either in the back or the front or in the middle here. Hopefully when I said I want to establish another way that we can be for the one, hopefully you didn't roll your eyes. Hopefully you didn't go, oh, not again. Hopefully not, because if we're going to live a Christian life, if we're going to live a life that is worthy of his cause, it's going to cost us something. It cost Jesus his life, but it was worth it. There are multiple ways to be for the one, but when it comes to your life, what do you want to be about? What do you want to be about? In your life, what do you want to be about? Turn to your neighbor and say, what do you want to be about? Right now, do it, yeah. What do you want to be about? I see you guys. What do you want to be about? Do you want to be known for someone who loves others? Or do you want to be known as someone, as we call, a hater? A hater. Uh, Listen, in my neighborhood, I, I I have some people that are known for not being the nicest people around. Right? Like there's, there, are, there are things that this person says that I'm going, really? Really? We're, just be human. What do you want to be known for? 
What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for someone that's going to love others? And, uh, or do you want to be a hater? I, I, now, this is probably a little dark, and, and I understand it's weird. I get it. But here, here's the deal. There are times in my life that I think about my funeral. Okay? Now, hear me out. There are times that I don't want to go anytime soon. Lord, you hear me. I don't want to go anytime soon. But I do think about what, it, what is it going to be like at my funeral? What are people going to say about me? What are they going to say about my leadership? What are they going to say about the real me? What are my neighbors going to say about me? If I was to die today and at my funeral, my prayer would be, he loved others. He loved Jesus. He loved his family and he loved others. That's what I would pray. Let let me ask you that. What about you? What do you want to be about? Do you want to be known for someone who loves others or is a hater? The good news is, is that you have a choice. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can choose. Yeah, you can choose. That's what's good about this news is that you have the choice to determine who you are going to be and what you're going to be about. For those that are following Jesus, he wants his people to be known for love and not hate. It is very clear in scripture, all through scripture, what he, want his, what he wants his people to be. And that is love. We see that in John, clearly in John. If you have your Bibles, John 13, it says this, 34 and 35. Let me give you a new commandment. Love one another in the same way I loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples When they see the love you have for each other. Guess what? How do you know? How will people know that you are a follower of Jesus Christ on how you love one another? If you're watching online, this is goes for you too. Here's the thing. How will they know that you are a follower of Jesus on based on how you love one another? The Bible talks about the fruits of the spirit, loving one another. God says, hey, this is a new commandment. And I'm going to give to you the same way that I loved you. You need to love one another, one another. So here's the deal. Three ways. Y'all ready for this? Three ways that we can love the one. I want to quickly uh, help us understand how we can be for the one by loving the one in your everyday life. Here we go. I'm going to go through these pretty quick. And so uh, we can love the one by simply let love be what we're all about. It's that simple. Let love be what we're all about. But Chase, you don't understand the morning I had. I bet you I do. (laughs) Well, listen, let's go through this. Let's dissect this a little bit. Imagine for a moment if those that are in this parking lot or those that are watching online chose to let love be what they were all about. Could you imagine what would happen at your workplaces, at your homes, in your neighborhoods. Could you imagine just the people from this church, if they refuse to just not be about judging others, not being about hate, not being about talking bad about people, not bad or not gossiping. Could you imagine if we chose to be people who built others up? This would impact literally everyone where we went right now. If we chose, if we chose Here's the deal. In fact, could you imagine if Christians were known for being what, uh, what we, about love instead of hate? Could you imagine if Christians were, were that way? Showing people that what we were for instead of what we were against. Y'all probably heard that before, but it's a strong statement. Could you imagine if Christians 
If you claim to be a follower of Jesus, could you imagine if you were telling people what you were for instead of what you were against? Could you imagine what that would do? I'm reminded of a a pastor named Rich Wilkerson out of Miami, Florida. Just recently, not too long ago, he got his car stolen, okay? Out of his parking lot or out of his, his, uh, his driveway, he got his car stolen. And now it was his fault. He accidentally left his keys <laughs> in the car in Miami. I mean, that's just a recipe for destruction right there, right? But here's what happened. Rich woke up, saw that his, star, his, his car was gone. He went and he said, called the police and said, hey, my car was stolen. But then he released a statement shortly after that said, hey, here's the deal. It seems like whoever stole my car needs some love. They need to know some mercy and some grace. And so here's what I would like to do. I would like to offer them a paid in- internship at our church for them to come. Every, all debts are forgiven. Just love. That's all we want to do. Guys, what I'm telling you is that's not this thing of a publicity stunt. That, what that is is saying he is letting love be what he is about in the worst circumstances, in the best circumstances. Number two, are you ready? Number two is let love be your filter. Let love be your filter. Now, I know that you're probably watching this online if you're, you're probably watching on Facebook or maybe Instagram, you, you have an Instagram account or maybe you have a, a, a Snapchat uh, account. I'm really proud of my father-in-law. He just got Instagram. I'm very proud of him for that. He got it for my son, but I'll tell you, I'm showing him stuff, people. I'm showing him stuff, okay? So Instagram, you guys know how filters under, you understand how filters work, right? On Snapchat, you can, you can show your face and it changes everything about it, right? It changes your, the way you look. Or some of us, you know, we get that big lip, you know, the full lip filter. Guys, you know, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, I see. Some of you guys are shaking your heads. No, but girls, you know what I'm talking about. Or the little stars, you got little freckles. You know what I'm talking about? The filters. All right, so let love be your filter. What's the most, um, here's what I'm gonna ask you this. With the filter on Snapchat and all that stuff, the same is true for choosing love as a filter. No matter where you look, no matter who is in your camera, you see them differently. You see them differently. So what exactly should a filter of love be applied to? All right, so I'm giving you three. I'm gonna take this one and I'm gonna sort of give you three subcategories of this filter because I think it could really help us out. Number one is let love be the filter of your involvement. And if you're trying to figure out how, should I get involved with my friend situation or my family situation or I want you to ask yourself, what's the most loving thing that I can do in this situation? What's the most loving thing I can do? Now, I wanna pause and I wanna tell you, if you're just sitting there and you don't want to make a choice, then these are just words that are coming through your speakers. But if you're sitting there saying, no, I want to make a choice to be a better person. I want to make a, a, ch- a choice to be a better follower of Jesus. Then I think these, these principles have some meat to them. If you're wondering on, should I get involved? You need to ask that question. What's the most loving thing that I can do? And once you do that, use that filter for the next step. And here's the next little subcategory. Let love be the filter of your words. Man, can I get an amen on that one? Our words, yeah. Here's the thing with our words. Our words are, are sometimes can be like bullets, right? You're just, you're shooting them out, not even thinking about the damage that they're doing on the other end. You need to let love be the filter of our words. When you filter your words through love, you'll stop and make sure that you're not just throwing shade or throwing bullets or just gossiping and doing these things that are going to hurt people. 
This isn't about making it right or wrong. Instead, you'll be letting them know that you're here to carry their burdens. The Bible talks about that quite a bit, to carry your burdens, others' others' burdens. And when you are filtering love through your words, you're helping them get back on track. The third little subcategory is this. Let love be the filter of your actions and reactions. These are all in the notes. If you're watching online, you can also download the app and see that at the, at the bottom there. Let love be the filter of your actions and reactions. This is so important, and I tell my kids this all the time. You probably heard me tell it because I've told the students this several times. Your response is, means way more than what you did. Your response, how you respond to the correction, how you respond to the conflict, how you respond to the gossip, that is everything. How you respond is everything. So now that we've established, um, now we've established those little subcategories, if we're going to love the one, we have to let love be what we're all about. Friends, we got to let love be our filter, okay? And you have to choose this. And then lastly, you have to let love fill in the blank. You have to let love fill in the blank. When we choose to follow Jesus's example and take these steps, we're choosing to let love fill in the blank. Turn to your neighbor and say, let love fill in the blank. Will you do that? Let love fill in the blank. Just imagine what would happen if this is how we spent our time forming our opinions, forming all those things that are our thoughts and all that. If we let love fill in those blanks before we, we spoke any word, could you imagine what that would do? It would, instead of having all these assumptions and stereotypes and preconceived notions based on the, a part of a person, just one little part, we would be people who believed everyone is worthy of love. Did you hear that? If we did that, if we just had that moment where we said, okay, let's think through not just this one part. We're telling that person that, hey, you are worthy of love. I know for my own self, I want people to think about that before they speak to me. I want them to tell me that I am worthy of love, no matter what my past looks like. No matter, no matter what necessarily the, the bad decision that I made when I was a teenager and now I run into somebody or whatever that is, I want people to say, Chasen, you are worthy of love. We can be people who let love fill in the blank about others. When we do this, we will be people known for our love for others, just like Jesus was and just like Jesus intended his people to be. So how do we apply this as we wrap up, as we start to close? You may be sitting there thinking, Chase, I, I know somebody that you're talking to today. Or maybe you're sitting there in your car and you're saying, hey, that's me. 100% me. I'm feeling convicted. I'm feeling this uneasy feeling. Okay, that's what's called the Holy Spirit. And he's knocking on your window or he's knocking on your door saying, hey, I want you to have this time well spent in this quarantine time and these weird times. And I want you to have a raw heart where it's open so I can heal the things that are deep, deep down inside. Chasing, you don't understand. The other person, they deserve what was coming to them. Maybe so. Maybe so. 
But all throughout the Bible, there are many, many accounts, including Jesus's life, where the other person deserved what was coming to them. They deserved it, if not more. But Jesus chose to speak two things. Are you ready? He chose to speak truth and grace at the same time. Jesus chose all through his life to speak truth and grace at the same time. Not one without the other. He chose to speak truth and grace to them. So as we start to close, I want us to think about this thought. How are you doing with that truth and grace? How are we doing with that truth and grace? I would tell you this. Maybe some of you are sitting there going, who is the one? You guys keep talking about we're being for the one. Who is the one? Well, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he tells what the Bible calls a parable or is pretty much a story, right? About the kingdom of God and how it relates to everyday life. And this one particular parable, Jesus was pretty clear on who the one is. This is our last verse for today. Luke chapter 15, four through seven. It says, suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one. Wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after that lost one until you found it? When found, you can be assured that you would put it across your shoulders rejoicing. And when you got home, call all your friends and neighbors saying, celebrate with me. I have found my lost sheep. This last part, it gets me. Count on it. There is more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. So friends, online and in the parking lot, listen to me. Who is the one? Here's who I would say the one is. It's the lost one. It's the lonely one. It's the forgotten one. It's the slow one. It's the depressed one. It's the hungry one. It's the hurt one. It's the discouraged one. It's the different one. It's the sick one. It's the rebellious one. The guilty one. Guys, listen, who is the one? It's you and it's me. Do you understand that? It's you and it's me. Don't sit there and look to your neighbor and say, he must be talking about them. No, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. There are countless others because in scripture, it says that all have fallen short, sin. They all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Who is the one? It is you and it is me because it says, count on it. There is more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than 99 good people in no need of rescuing. Those are God's words. Those aren't chastens. Those are God's words. And I hope that you hear that. If you feel convicted today, that's not Chase stepping on your toes. That's God saying, let me in. Let me in. Guys, there are hundreds of reasons that make you the one. There are hundreds of reasons that make you and I the one. But friends, here's the good news. There is never a reason God will not come find you. There's never a reason. Here's what I want us to do. If you could, just stay with me for about five to six more minutes, okay? I want you to listen. There's some lyrics down there to this song. 
This is what I'm talking about. And as God moves either in your homes or if God moves in your cars, if you have kids in your car, here's what I want you to do. Kids, I want you to respect this time because I want God to show you that he loves the one so you can love the one. Do you hear me? God loves you. He loved you so much that he died for you. He sacrificed everything for you. He loves you so you can love the one. As you do that, as you sing, as you read these words, I want you to pray through that. God, am I loving the one like you love me? Am I loving the one? Let's sing together. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. Friends, this is a choice. This is not something like you put in a a computer and it does it by itself. This is a choice, a daily choice that you wake up saying, if you gave your life to love them, then so will I. I'm not saying it's easy. I went through this this week myself. But I had to constantly say, this is a choice. This is a choice. And I want to tell you right now, maybe you're sitting there going, Chase, I, I've never known Jesus necessarily. I don't know this love that you keep talking about, but today something clicked, something changed. If you're watching online and you're saying something clicked, something changed. Well, now is the time to say, okay, I need to start remembering that I'm loved because loved people start loving people. When you start remembering that, hey, I am loved. I am loved. It's easier for you to start loving people. Maybe today, if you want to give your life to Christ and you want to say, Chase, from this point on, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Now is the time. In your cars or maybe sitting at home, will you just bow your heads with me? Close your eyes and say, if that's you and you want to give your life to Christ today, I want you to say this prayer after me. It's real simple. It's real easy. Just say, dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I confess my sins today. Forgive me, Lord. From this day forward, I want to follow you. I want to make you Lord of my life. I want to make you Lord of my life. Jesus, thank you for saving me. It's in your name. Amen. Guys, can we honk our horns? Can we celebrate for the one that gave their life to Christ today? This is what it's all about, folks. If you're watching online, there is a salvation button that you can click. If you're sitting in the parking lot on your app, you can go to the connect button. You can send us a prayer request and say, hey, I received Christ. Let us know so we can touch base with you. Let us know so we can walk this journey with you. Before I leave today, I want to tell you this. People are not looking for a community of super Christians. People aren't looking for a community of people with this super knowledge. People are not looking for this community of the most talented people. Listen, people, your neighbors, your friends, your family, they're looking for a community of love. That's what they're looking for. And if you're a follower of Jesus and you claim the name of Jesus, I want you to listen to me. When you are a part of building that community of love, our neighbors, our friends, our families, the people around us, they'll start listening to what we have to say about Jesus. They'll start listening to what we have to say ultimately about the gospel. But guess where it starts? You building a community of love. Guys, we got to start loving the one. 
I gave you some practical tools to do that. I pray that this week will be good for you. Next week is Mother's Day. You need to make sure you plan on being here because you're talking about love. I got the love of my life speaking on this stage next week. Casey Callahan is going to be in the house for Mother's Day. You want to hear what she has to say about God's Word and about mothers, okay? I want to pray for us and we'll worship out here. Jesus, may you get all glory and honor and praise out of the words that have come out of my mouth, the words that the band has sung and played today. As we leave, may the people that are waving by, may they be loving the one as they leave. May the people in the cars, the people at homes, may they get some kind of, but like just click of something that says, I need to change the way that I love people. Or I need to continue to love people the way that he, that you, Jesus, did. Jesus, you gave your life to love them and so will we. May that be our prayer today. In Jesus' name, everybody honk their horns and said, amen.